Hello, world. Welcome to another week of Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Sleaze, we just finished the FedEx Cup playoffs, and Dustin Johnson is king, kind of like he's been for the last month on the PGA Tour. Yeah, it feels like the season just restarted after the after the uh, restart. Now it's over already, and DJ just hit a different gear in the last <laughs> month, and it's been it's been weird. It's like we've seen little clips from this before. I think it was two, 2017 where he had like three wins leading up to the Masters, and then fell down the stairs or something weird. <laughs> something happened to him, lifting a jet ski, whatever, and uh, hurt his back. So we've seen him go through stretches like this. But, dude, I mean, you rewind like five, six months ago before people – he dropped to like 115th at one point on the FedEx Cup rankings. And then in the last month, it's just been like, bam, and it's been an absolute beatdown. Yeah, I mean, he's like you said, he's gone second, first, second, first. He's had the 54-hole lead in all four of his, his last wild. four events, which is just nuts. Sleeping on the lead, going into the final round every time, and he just continues to show up. And perform. I mean, the only two he didn't win, he loses in a playoff at the BMW Championship to a crazy putt from John Rahm, and then Colin Morikawa shoots 64 on him in the final round of a major when he went out and shot 68 with the lead. Yeah, dude, he's inches away from winning four straight leading up to this thing, and I don't think at the end of this week, like, you can say whatever you want about the format, which we'll talk about here in a minute, but, like, the whole deal of this FedEx Cup playoffs, let's identify the guy that's playing the best at the end of the year in the playoffs, and without question, you got the guy. I mean, for the first time in a long time with all the juggling it's been going around from world number ones, right? It's been kind of like a game of hot potato. Like, JT has it, Rom has it, DJ has it, whatever. For the first time in a long time, like, this guy should be here for a little while because he is clear-cut playing the best golf in the world right now. There's no doubt. And how about this stat? He took a five-shot lead into the final round of the Tour Championship. That was his 12th 54-hole lead of three shots or more in his career on the PJ Tour. Yeah, that's a grizz of 54-hole oh leads of three. I mean, this is a little different since I guess he started off with a lead, but there's okay, still 11 other ones. Yeah, yeah I've had three-shot leads. And that's the thing, dude. You start with the lead. It's it's different. You know, no one ever starts off on Thursday with a two-shot lead. But just sleeping on the lead is a different deal altogether than just, you know, getting a lead on, on a Saturday and sleeping on it one night. When you're sleeping on it four nights in a row – that's a grind. But my man, DJ, did not look too disturbed by pretty much anything out there. I want to get the data on his whoop and see what his actual heart rate gets up to because it looks like it's like a my my sleeping rate. I think he, he's a little more nervous than he shows, but that's what's so great about him because I think the other people look at him and they're like, oh, this guy's not panicking and he's trying to win $15 million. i got to do something really special to catch him. But I think we need to talk about what he does on the last hole of these tournaments off the tee. Like, it is so yeah. impressive. If you go back to even when he lost the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay because of the three-putt, the tee shot he hit off the par five there into this 10-yard neck, and it was like 340 yards long, was unbelievable. When he won the U.S. Open at Oakmont. That's the one I remember. I mean, just it. a 360 missile. Mm -hmm. And you even go back to the Travelers in the Hartford just a few weeks ago. Same thing. Steps up 354 right down the pipe when you got to hit the fairway. And then same thing with this week. Steps up on 18, two-shot lead over two Xander. Shot. Could have easily hit an iron, yeah. three-wood, whatever. Been like, I'll make par, you go make eagle, and we can see if you can get a plow. Yeah, I mean, so the tournament's definitely not over. A lot of people, I feel like, kind of thought it was. But he steps up there with driver, absolutely blisters it, and ends up having an iron into the green and makes an easy birdie to go ahead and win by three. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I feel like when he's under the gun, he wants driver more than anything else. You know what I mean? That, that's probably the club that he's got the most confidence with. You mentioned like four or five different times. The one at Chambers Bay where he hit the, oh. hit the drive down there, and he had like 15 feet to win the golf tournament, two putts to win, and ends up three-whacking it. But, dude, he got down there, and I, I saw where his ball was. I was like, what's how is driver even yeah. in your thought process right there? There's literally 15 yards maybe of space for you to hit it, and he just grabbed it and hit it. And that's why when he's doing that, and he didn't even drive it really all that well this week, especially the first couple of days, man. He's hitting no fairways and was still able to hold on to that lead and, and hold it throughout the week, dude. He, he's an absolute beast right now. But what do you – 
There's a lot of conversation about the format. Do you like the format of this thing? I know they've juggled it a few times. This is our second year with staggered scoring. Do you like the way that it's structured right now? And if you're going to change something, what would you change? So I, I do like it compared to the years past. Um, you know, when, when you didn't know where you stood and if, if a guy made a putt to finish eighth, he could take the FedEx Cup trophy away, stuff like that. I like knowing that the winner of the Tour Championship wins it. Now, do I exactly like the, the difference of 10 shots between 30th Right, and is 10 first? too much? See, I don't know. Um, and is giving a guy a two-shot lead too much? I don't know. I, I, I just know that whoever plays the best should be the number one seed going in. Right. You know, match play is too dangerous Yeah, let's for get TV. to that because match play is like, oh, that's what a lot of people propose. Yeah. Like, dude, just put 32 guys in and run a match play, and then a winner takes all. But then it's like, all right, let's take this year, for example. Let's say there was three events like there typically is before Eastlake, right? What if DJ goes first, first, second? And he's just steamrolling everybody. Mm -hmm. Gets in there day one. Dude, you could easily catch the 32 suit who goes out and has a day, and bam. There goes Dustin Johnson out of the tournament. He's clearly been the best player. Got beaten one round, and now he's not in the field anymore. Yeah, and that's that's why I don't think that format works. I think a lot of people at home think that. But then, obviously, if you're if you're making it to the Tour Championship, you're a great player and got a name that most yeah. people know. But still, it's no disrespect to, to some of the guys. If it ends up with those two at the end, two lesser-named guys. Lanto Griffin versus, versus Mackenzie Hughes. Brendan Todd. Or McK yeah, like, sure. No disrespect to those guys. Yeah. You make East Lake, you're a beast. But like TV-wise, does that move the needle for you versus like, oh, final round, we got DJ, Rom, Rory, well, and JT all right there? Yeah, the, in the last two groups, it was the number one-ranked player, two, three, and seven. Yeah. I mean, what do you in, – in the final standings for the FedEx, number one wins – Number three finishes tied for second, and then John Rahm finishes fourth, and he's number two player in the world. Like, you got all the guys up there. Like, this is what you want your leaderboard to look like. So I don't understand why people are so frustrated with it. Yeah, I agree. It's supposed to reward the best player. If you want to just say, hey, the whole goal is just to get to East Lake, and then it's a free-for-all, you can do it. And I think, in theory, it's pretty cool to have, like, a 18-hole match for $15 million. I think a lot of people would like to see that. But the risk, TV-wise, is you run into one of those deals. And there's going to be upsets. Look at the match play every year at the mm -hmm. WGC. Nick O'Hearn beat Tiger Woods, for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't good for TV. Well, you run into that at Eastlake, it's like, all right, this is not exactly the finale I mean, the, if you, the finale if you have the Tour Championship and it's just, you know, everybody starts at zero and winner takes all, like, kind of what's the point of having what's the, the other What's the point rounds? of winning the first three? I mean, Let's say you win the first yeah. three. Now I started even with these guys, and it's just winner take all on this thing. So I think they're doing it right. I, I don't know what I would change. Like, is it perfect? I don't know. I think maybe starting 10 shots back, those guys that are in 30th, I don't think you can really win it. Rory came back, I think, from seven, right? I mean, and Xander, Rory's a special special yeah. beast. And Xander came back sorry, from Rory seven came back and almost from five. Oh, I'm sorry. He came yeah, back Rory from five. Rory came back from five. Xander was seven back this year and made, made a run. I mean, but so maybe do you tighten it. But then, so what? You give Dustin Johnson a one-stroke lead over John Rom. It's like he just finished first and second, playing the best of everyone. He gets one shot over Rom. Rom goes and birdies one, and DJ bogeys it. And now it just flip-flops. It's a lot of work to not get much of a lead. So I, I don't know how you do it. It's not like a sport, a team sport, where you're playing one team and then you advance and play another team in advance. It's, I, it's, it's different. You know, I had the idea because people didn't like Dustin starting two shots ahead. But I was like, okay, well, what's the deal if he wins the first two legs of the FedEx Cup playoffs? Like. He still he could have if it was a points game this thing would be over because right. he's so far ahead and they so changed it out yeah. of that because VJ did that yeah so why not each win let's get to take a stroke off the score going into East Lake so if Dustin would have won those first two playoffs instead of starting at ten he starts at twelve now he's got a four shot lead because he's obviously dominated he won by this. more yeah yeah Just interesting ways to yeah think about it. it's I don't know if like the only thing I would think I would change right now would be like the guys that start ten back is that too much like in theory they're you know. Could they win it? Yeah, I guess. If lightning strikes and all the guys at the top play terrible and some guy gets on fire back there. But, I mean, how many guys can win tournaments by 10? We saw DJ do it just recently. Mm -hmm. I think there's maybe two guys on tour that can do it. Like, I don't really feel like those guys that starting at two under, 
one under and even are really even like a consideration. I you mean, it would have to be a freaking yeah. like aligning of the stars for any of those guys to play their way in and win it. But that's what I think should happen. There's a reason they're coming in 30th and Dustin's coming in one. So I like that. Agreed. You should have to play the best tournament in your life to catch a guy and win $15 million. Right. It just In team sports, if we're going to draw that comparison again, like what happens in the NFL? You go undefeated in the regular season, you're the number one seed. Guess what you get? A bye. Mm-hmm. Then what do you get? Home field advantage the rest of the mm-hmm. way through all the way to the Super Bowl. That's a pretty damn big advantage. Home field advantage is pretty damn big. I'd argue a one-game home field advantage is bigger than a two-shot lead in a 72-hole golf tournament. I totally agree. Well, let me ask you this, though. $15 million is on the line. Sleaze is in the final group. How many shot me. lead Talk do to you me. need at Who's East chasing me? Who's chasing me? Paint the Johnson. picture right now. DJ is the, my nearest my <laughs> yeah. nearest guy. Yeah. How many shot lead do I need? Am I playing tomorrow or do I get a little bit of time to tighten up? I did just come back from a golf trip, so I am fairly tight. No, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, DJ is hunting me down. I'm going to need... I'm going to pencil DJ in, chasing me for 66 to 5. Pencil the sleaze in at Eastlake. <laughs> Tricky. I'm not great at Bermudical, as you know. I'll have to go with the give me 7, and I've and I got a chance in? with 7. So you just said he shot 66. You're going to shoot 73. 73. You're going to shoot 72 to win. I might, dude. You know, I've done some crazy things in my day, bro. I'll take what would the you over. take? Seriously. What, I, what do I think you There's need? There's only one guy chasing me. It's DJ, basically. I don't yeah. got a Rory sitting there at eight back. I don't know. It's just a hypothetical. I know. I like to dig into these things pretty deep, though. With seven, I'd take the bet, I think. Okay. I got to stare him in the eye, though. I don't want him playing in the group behind me. I want right. to look him in the face when I take that. Send him a DM, million. see if y'all can settle up for that 15. Settle that up. You saw if Kisner he... said, how much would a 12 handicap? How many strokes would he need this week going into it? What did Kisner say? 68? 68. 68 pops on Tw- a 12. A 12 handicap. That would be a fun way to add a little juice to this thing. Just let some random, let the East Lake. Sea flight winner of the club championship show up and play and see where they go. Let the club champion play. Yeah, good point. Let him play. I mean, it's still a totally different deal. It'd be awesome to watch. But congratulations to Dustin Johnson, this year's FedEx Cup champion. And guess what, guys? You get to take a quick nap and you tee it right up again now for the 2020, 2021 season. Yeah, that's going to get annoying to say. We're going to call this a 2021 season. I totally season. agree. We cannot do that all season long. That'll be disastrous. We have enough tough time as it is. That is true. But I cannot believe the season's already starting. And look, we just got a little break, and then the U.S. Open is right around the corner at Wingfoot. Dude, we're coming in hot right now, golf-wise. Like we talked about this on a radio show today. Radio show today. If you get hot right now in golf, which there's a guy doing it, you got a chance to do some weird stuff because you got more big tournaments crammed into a short mm-hmm. period of time than there's ever been in the world of golf. I mean, DJ is going to be the huge odds-on favorite at Wingfoot as he should be, but then you turn around and then you start trotting out all the other. You got the Masters right after that. Then you got you know run it back with the Masters again, and they just start coming, man. Yeah, do you think he can continue this run? Shit, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look at him. What 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 yeah. do you look at him and say, like, nah, that'll probably go away. I mean, when he gets like this, dude, we've seen it in little stretches before. It's hard to play this well for this long. You know, stretch that out for – he's been doing it for about a month now. Stretch it out for another month or two to get to the Masters. Like, it's tough, but damn, how you bet against the guy right now? Yeah, he's, he's looking great, but I tell you what, I cannot wait for the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. I mean, with just all the top guys playing well. I mean, you got They are, JT. like Rom's right Rom. there. He's playing I great. Mean, JT made a push. Didn't putt it great the first couple of days, or he would have been right there. He putted awful. Yeah. Or he would have been right there. But, I mean, Rory showed a little bit of form for a couple of days last week. It's going to be really fun to watch. I can't wait to get another major, major going. It's going to be fantastic. But speaking of major, you had one of your majors. Took a little trip to Bandon Dunes yes, that we've buddy. touched on. And I heard you got a little story for funny money for us. Yeah, a little funny money story. All right, so Colty took a little golf trip up there to Bandon, wanted to work on my trage, flighting it down. First couple days, we get normal Bandon weather. It's blowing 30, dude. It's the real deal. It's tough. We got a couple loopers out there. Shout out to these guys, Jason Castles and Nick the Stick up there at Bandon taking care of us. We're having a good time. We're having some pops. We're cruising around. I think it's the second day I've been playing. We're on the uh, 
we're at Sheep Ranch, okay? And it's mm. a super foggy day. Wind wasn't crazy that day, but we get up to this hole. It's not a hard hole. 425, 30 yards. Typically plays into the wind, but no wind. There's like a 100-yard gorse, right, in front of you that you got to carry. It's no stress. But our caddy takes one of my boy's clubs out. Our boy, Drew Kittleson, takes his driver out, flips it upside down, and starts swinging it left-handed. He's got a nice action left-handed. I'm like, obviously, he's a lefty. And I was like, oh, man, you got a nice move. Do you play and all this stuff? You actually know the guy. He used to loop at the rock, Nick. Mm-hmm. I don't know his last name. Just call him Nick the Stick. Anyway, so he's flipping the club upside down. I was like, man, nice move. I was like, can you play like that? He's like, ah, oh, not really. I was like, come on, tee one up. Let's play. And he's downplaying. Like, nah, dude, I probably can't do it. I was like, all right, give you a prop. You make, you make better than double, you win. You make double or worse, I win. So over and under five and a half. And he's like, okay. Then the other caddy, Jason Castles, chimes in. He's like, all right, I'll take Nick. And I was like, mm. Okay, this feels like maybe you've seen this They've before. They've done this before. So I was like, all right, 100 bucks, let's go. Get up there. I put this all on Instagram, so I was following it. You could watch it. He gets up there, takes a practice swing. This first drive he hits with the upside-down club. Uh, dude, he hits this 260-yard seed, baby fade. Looked like what DJ was hitting yesterday with like his two-iron. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in deep shit. And then the hole that, he, that we picked, you could bounce the ball all the way. You could putt it from 100 mm-hmm. yards if you wanted. He flips his two iron upside down, chips it up there, rolls right by the flag over the green, chips it up, two putt, easiest hundred bucks this dude ever made. And immediately I was like, you son of a bitch. Like, mm. And I, right after I was like, y'all done this before, huh? And he's like, yeah, this ain't the first time. Yeah. I was like, you sons of bitches. If you can't spot the sucker. It was me. You're the sucker. It was me. Then we ran it back the next day and I was like, all right, same bet tomorrow, but I get to pick the hole. And we picked a harder. It was like 470 slight wind in and he had like an eight footer to win back-to-back days, and thank God he missed. I couldn't handle a, a double fleece. All right. Well, I'm glad you made it back, you know, safe, sound, safe. and not totally Barely, broke. barely. So, you had a little trip, too, a little shy town Yeah, I played some golf up there. Beautiful place, Beverly Country Club. How good Fantastic. is that joint? As long as you get there safely. It's, <laughs> Don't it's make gonna, a wrong turn out of that wrong turn. joint, bro. It's, uh, it's a lot stressed. of fun. And then I went over to Conway before um, realizing that I have no future as a travel agent, Sleaze. Yeah, I heard you had a little mix-up. Yeah, so, Tell me about it. Yeah, so I was coming home. I decided to change my flight uh, a little early because I had a friend coming in town and didn't want them to be left alone all day because I was coming home that night. Being the friend that you are. Yeah, so I was hanging out, you know, having a good time in Chicago, hmm. you know, good getting amongst you. it, as we say. Good for you. And decided to book my flight while I was... What time of night was this, would you say, when you're swapping flights out? 10, 30, 11 Yeah, good time to switch it. Yeah, all right, keep going. like the right idea. So, you know, wake up, 11.50 flight from Chicago the next day, come home, everything's good, get in the Uber, 10.20, plenty of time, going to be early. Yep. Heading there, and I'm like, man, this is kind of weird. I haven't gotten like a notification to check in, anything. So I pull up my American Airlines app, and well, sleaze, my flight was booked for October 5th, and uh, ah, it, was, it was September 5th. The old one yeah, month so off So I just routine. missed it by a month, um, had to call American <laughs> Airlines, the lady had a laugh at me, I told her the whole story. And uh, they were able to get me on a flight a couple hours later. It was all good. But um, Good news for you. If you're in Chicago a month from now, you're already booked home, yeah, dude. You don't I, even have to sweat it. And also, if I ever uh, offer to book you a flight, just say no. I'm yeah, good. I would never allow you to do that. I have enough issues with myself. I don't need to hand it off to another guy. But the old 1030 at night after 12 go-to-go uh, mm. flight changes, is that, those are nice. It didn't go very well. I all learned. right. Well, we had a little session. That's why we had no guests for this week. Colt and I were both out of town getting mm-hmm. amongst it. We're going to be back uh, soon with our normal routine here with some great interviews coming to you. But first, we got to get to some questions from producer Mark. What do we got? Got three questions for you guys this week. First one coming in from James Walker on Instagram is a bit of a gear question. He doesn't care what brands you're playing, but he wants to know what the composition of your bag is when you're going into a tournament style play. Oh, like the, how the 14 clubs, like wedges and all that. What do you got? Well, um, mine are all Callaway. Shout out Callaway. 
Um, I have a driver, a three wood, a five wood. Smart. Yeah. What else? A four hybrid, which yeah. is my baby. That's the one I hate more. Yeah. That's like most that makes people nervous. Lob wedge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then I go five through pitching wedge. Okay. And then I go my my wedge lofts are weird because I just go straight off numbers. And for some reason, when you have the equal gapping, my numbers don't go right. So I have a fifty degree gap wedge, fifty four sand Same. wedge, sixty lob wedge. So six degrees instead of in, in the four. I'd rather see you hitting your eight iron into a green than that. Fucking four hybrid. <laughs> I hate that thing. Like, oh, that's, is it 215? Well, this is a problem. That's guys. Gary. That's, that is Gary. <laughs> that's yeah. Gary. You got that little ape head cover. Yep. I hate that little bastard. Uh, he's the best, but uh, yeah, that's how I do right, it. That's a good setup. You want to hear a little secret I got right now about to reveal to the world? Oh, when I'm not God. playing a tournament, I play with 15. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I do I didn't it. even realize it until just recently. I was like, oh, dude, I got, I've got. i never taken this club back. Does that again. disqualify you from Probably the world Probably for all my winning. No, dude. When I play for real with Rom, I was 14. Mm. At least we'll call it that. My normal setup, I got driver, three-wood, hybrid. The hybrid's like a two-iron hybrid. Then I go, this is where it gets interesting. I go three-iron all the way down, but I got four wedges. I got 60, yeah, 56, 52, mm-hmm. and wedge. So when I'm playing a tournament, I take the four-iron out. Because okay. if I take the three out, there's too big of a gap between my four and hybrid. There's a massive – if I have like 230, I got nothing for it. Um, but that way I can just kind of open the face of a three-iron or hit smoke a five. You're, you're more of a member guest player nowadays. Of course. Do you take the club out during a member guest? I do. I do. I'm a man of my... But by the way, if I go through one of those, there's somebody at a member guest that's like some rules diehard that'll, that'll be like, oh, you got 15, you're disqualified from every match. So yeah, I take the... But it's the four iron every time I take out. I suck with the four iron anyways. I don't even know why I have it. But uh, it's nice to have 15 in there. It's a good punch out club. It's true. All right, what do we got next? Next question comes from Connor Gartner on Instagram. Now, Connor was our 7,000 follower. And I like to interact with the fans a little bit. So I said, hey, number 7,000, whatever question you want, I guarantee I will ask on the next episode. Okay. That's congratulations, Connor. Shout out to Connor. Appreciate you. He wants to know the next golfer to win the career get Grand Slam in your eyes. Oh, I thought he was going to ask like. So did I. So did I. <laughs> I thought I was oh, getting ready to make up a lie that didn't incriminate myself. Well, I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here or anything, but I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy yeah, to win the Masters. I think that's the only, think he or Spieth are the only guys like close right now. I mean, one Phil away. can win the U.S. Open. Phil could too. He's a betting favorite <laughs> this week at Safeway too, which is shocking. But yeah, I mean, I go Rory right off the jump. I mean, what's yeah, he got to get Augusta. I mean, yeah. should place should be perfect for him, although it hasn't happened yet. But yeah, gotta go, Rory. One more for you guys. Uh, this was addressed to Sleeves, but I think you should both answer it. It comes from Casey Young again on Instagram. Who is your trash talking mentor? Oh God, I got one that's good. All right, go for and it. And he doesn't play golf, but he does play golf. But he does not like. He's not like a tour player or a pro golfer or anything. And that is a man that resides in the great city of Denver, Colorado. Shout out to the Maha City, Brandon Stokely. Mm, he's good. Former NFL wide receiver, a man that without Peyton Manning would probably be shoveling piss off the floor at a gas station. <laughs> but Peyton just fed him footballs right into between the numbers for his entire career. And he's actually responsible for getting Peyton to Denver, so God bless him for that. But, but uh, Stokely, he's, he's a Louisiana guy, right? He's got this little Cajun draw. That he's, sometimes when he gets going, he gets a few drinks in him. Sometimes you need, like, Rosetta Stone. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what you're saying. But he can go. He keeps going. He shoots about 95, but somehow he's always in every single bet. And he's got some really, really good rap. So I'll, I'll give it to my man Brandon Stokely. I'm best uh, smack talker out there. That's good. I mean, it's hard to go wrong. I've talked to Stoke. He's, he's very, a beaut, very good. Bro. I don't know if I really have a mentor. Um, mine's just – I appreciate good trash talking, though. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a couple great trash talkers on tour. How about that? That's good. Obviously, That's Phil good. Mickelson, no right. surprise. Very, very good. The sneaky one, I don't think the guys get enough credit, Matt Kuchar. 
Yeah, I've heard he's super dry, super mm-hmm. funny. He's got some good one-liners that he's hit Phil with in the past too, and Phil's given him. Honorary grief. mentioned Jason Duffner as well with the dry sense of humor. He can he can give it really. To you. Yeah, Duff's good. Duff gives it. Oh yeah. What's Kucher's line when Phil? They were playing a practice round at Augusta, and uh, Phil had this like hideous green belt on that matched. You know, all green. He had this when he had yeah. the green gators and all that, and Phil said something like. Matt made a comment about his belt, and he's like, yeah, dude, you win. How many jackets does you, he have? You three get, or four? You get this one. Well, he said it. When he said it, he said, yeah, you, you can get one of these when you win three green jackets. And, and Matt said, go, yeah. I hope I only win one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I hope I only win two or something like yeah. that. So nice one. Yeah, I've heard Cooch is, is sneaky, sneaky funny. Well, Slays, we do have to talk about our gambling picks for the year. They ended this week at the Tour Championship. We had a lot on the line. And with the Tour Championship format, it makes it kind of difficult. Yes, we had out. to get creative. Yes, because obviously if you got the guy that wins the, the Federal I Cup, had Dustin. You're, you're going to win the whole thing. So that makes it a little tough. So we kind of tried to figure out how to do it in just a regular format if it was a regular tournament. And producer Mark and I just sat down. We, we did the numbers as close as we could, and it came out that you just barely won by less than $100,000. Yes. So congratulations. Thank you, Colt. You're Still not sure adversary. if the numbers were correct. It but feels right. Close enough. But we're not going to do any picks this, this week for the Safeway because we're going to try to figure this format out. If you have any suggestions, send us some. Yes, on Instagram. and wagers of some whatever should be on the line. Send that too. Yeah, so we're gonna definitely try to figure that out this week, so it is uh, we don't have this problem again next year. Yeah, exactly. So and I'll give you congratulations. Thank you very much. It was a hell of a battle. I was dead in the water a few weeks ago. The stars aligned for well, me. Well, then you changed the rules in the middle of the season, but I mean, whatever. Well, yeah, dude. What do yeah. I got? You got to do something. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. So I had to come in with something. Excuse me, New England Patriots. Y'all have won sixteen games in a row. Y'all have to play with ten players on the you field. You get from no now. quarterback. Yeah, figure it out. Tough I mean, shit. come on. Let's get the rules, and we'll just. We'll set it all up, and we'll have a real winner at the end of next season. Do you want me to give you the good news? What's that? You got a loop for me for 18? I'm super dialed right now. This is going to be the easiest loop of your life. It's just point and aim, lasers right there. I don't even want numbers half the time, dude. I'm just feeling it. So this is going to be an easy 18 for you. All right. Well, congratulations. Everybody enjoy the new PGA Tour season. We'll be back on next week's Golf Subpar.